I'm Anthony Pastore. Welcome to UBS On Air. Joining me today is Sarah Solomon, a senior strategist with the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team. The mission of this group is to serve as a thought partner to exceptional families. We understand that your family's needs extend beyond the purely financial, so we take a strategic and sustainable approach to managing your wealth for continuity. This team works with UBS financial advisors and their clients to clarify and articulate shared goals and values, to bridge the gap between generations to perpetuate your family's legacy, and to develop a well-thought-out plan to support your family's goals and philanthropic aspirations. A little bit on Sarah. She has been with UBS for 20 years, starting in the firm's graduate training program and holding a variety of roles since then. Now based in Chicago, Sarah works with financial advisors and their clients from North Dakota to Pittsburgh to Texas, helping them to foster communication on wealth and engaging in purposeful philanthropy with their families. The UBS Global Philanthropy Services team consists of over 50 team members who are based across the world and work directly with UBS's most valued clients, helping them ensure to achieve their philanthropic aspirations. For today, we are going to talk about getting clarity on what and why you would like to support philanthropic causes. So let's get started. Sarah, first of all, let me welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. Sarah, why do you suggest clients and families take the time to think about and define the why of their giving? This is something that we think a lot about. And UBS surveyed investors a few years ago because we wanted to understand investors' sentiment and behavior around doing well at doing good. That is why there could be more to giving than only writing a check. What we learned is that checkbook philanthropy, just writing a check as requests come in, often leaves donors feeling uncertain about their impact. So the question became, what leads to increased donor satisfaction when it comes to their philanthropy? What we found is there is a simple recipe. Yes, it's money, plus volunteering time, and including friends and family in the causes you care about, plus a planned approach to giving. This gives the ability to be strategic in the context of a broader wealth management plan, and it lets investors achieve long-lasting impact from their charitable giving. We also know from working with experienced and fulfilled philanthropists that it's important to define the why of your giving. So how can you then go about defining that why? Well, before focusing on the causes to dedicate your time and resources toward, you may first start by answering, why do we want to give? You could think about questions like, do you give out of passion or is it responsibility or obligation? Do you want to honor a loved one? Maybe you want to donate to bring your family together to have a family focused or to teach values. Is there a problem or an issue or something important to you? Some examples of answering the why of your giving are, I want to teach my kids good values when it comes to money and giving is important to us as a family. Or another example is our community has been a big part of our business success, and we want to help the community that helped us. 
That's terrific, Sarah. And let me just continue on then. Is it important then to define the vision and the mission with philanthropy after you've answered the why? Yeah, we think it is important to define both vision and mission. A vision statement articulates what you want the world to look like, both idealistic and long-term, and as an inspiration and motivation for your philanthropy. When creating your vision statement, you might want to ask yourself, if our philanthropic efforts meet their goals, what does the future state of our community or state, country, or world look like? That's great. And how does your mission then differ from the actual vision? This is a question we get often. Your mission statement signals to others what your philanthropy is focused on in an easy-to-understand way. Your mission statement allows you to check your actions against your mission to ensure alignment, and it also signals to other funders and grant seekers if there's the possibility of partnering. So this helps you decide if grant requests are beyond the scope of your defined mission. You know, one of the hardest parts of philanthropy for some is saying no. So defining your vision and your mission helps with rationalizing declines to requests that are beyond your philanthropic scope. And it gives you a plausible explanation as to why you're saying a kind no. Mm. So what kind of approach then can help clients be more focused and even more impactful in their philanthropy? We suggest developing a philanthropic allocation or a bucketing strategy to help you decide what to fund and what not to fund. Predetermined amounts of money or percentages of your annual giving budget can be allocated to different interests or specific missions. This type of approach allows more resources to go toward the issues and organizations that you want to have the most impact and then to decline requests that are unrelated to your mission. Some families allocate a set percentage of their gifting to a project or area they're working on together with the rest to be used in a discretionary manner by the board. Other families might keep their private foundation focused on a specific mission and then use their donor-advised fund for anonymous gifts or discretionary projects. Still other families might want to partner with a community foundation so that they can work closely with local program staff. Ocean conservation, art programs, local schools, or food scarcity. Other allocation buckets could be historical obligations, discretionary funding, and emergency or disaster relief. And then lastly, another bucket could be a percentage for your kids' philanthropic passions. This is a good way of getting your kids involved by incorporating causes that they're interested in. That's terrific. So what do you suggest clients do to leave flexibility in their philanthropic allocations? We do suggest allocating at least some funding to a discretionary bucket, which gives you the flexibility to support friends, charity runs, or events that you get invited to when you feel inspired to do so, regardless if it's in alignment with your mission. And one last question for you, Sarah. How does applying a who, what, where type of approach in philanthropy help clients? In philanthropy, just like any project or effort, 
when you focus on a specific goal, it makes results and impact easier to measure. So applying this who, what, where model can help you define your focus and result in affecting real change. For example, wanting all kids to have access to healthy food is a noble goal, but likely too broad. So by narrowing your focus to we want every child in our county to have access to a free and healthy breakfast and lunch seven days a week, you've now created a goal against which you can measure your progress and impact. So think of your vision as the core of the circle. And then the next ring includes the who, what, and where. For who, the beneficiaries of your philanthropic activities, you might want to think about an age group. Is it children, youth, adults, or the elderly? Or is there a gender focus? Maybe you're focused on a certain population, like rural or immigrant, ethnic, and religious communities. Or still yet, maybe it's socioeconomic communities. For example, underserved populations or budding entrepreneurs or small business owners. When you're thinking about the what, it's what issue will you focus on? Is it health, environment, social justice, education, arts and culture, disaster relief, or social welfare? And then with where, it's about defining the geographic location of your efforts. Will they be local, regional, national, or even on a global scale? Thank you, Sarah. I, th- I think that pretty much covers our topic for today. You know, offering specifics on why it's time well spent when you take the time to gain clarity on what and why you would like to support philanthropic causes. So what if clients listening in here today want to learn more? What should they do? For clients interested in learning more, they can always reach out to their UBS financial advisor. And we have a number of written resources, including an article called Developing a Philanthropic Plan, to help guide you. We also have a comprehensive philanthropy guide called the UBS Philanthropy Compass. Our main objective is to help you make your philanthropy meaningful while you have a lasting impact on the world. And your UBS financial advisor is here to help you. Great. Sarah, thank you so much. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Anthony. Great. Again, we've been speaking with Sarah Solomon, Senior Strategist with the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services Team. From New York, I'm Anthony Pastore. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll speak with you soon. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.